Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we are talking about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves and written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also covering the Southern League, as it is now appropriately named for Prospects 1500. Also my local Birmingham Barons team for Southside Sox and college baseball for College Baseball Nation. So I got you covered for all the baseball, especially down here in the Southeast. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Brave so that you can be part of the show, sending in your questions, comments, feedback. A lot of great discussions there on Twitter. A lot of great discussions as well in the comments on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. We're well over 700 subscribers on YouTube now, trying to make the push for 1,000 there before the season begins. So really do appreciate all the support. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. It does mean a ton to me. Right now we're posting episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday. We are free and available on all platforms, so very easy to get your Braves fix every morning listening to Locked On Braves. And what another big day it is. The Braves made a handful of signings, again, led by Eddie Rosario, bringing back the NLCS MVP from 2021. So certainly glad to have him back. We'll talk about that. Also add some depth with signings like Alex Dickerson and Tyler Thornburg. And I think that Alex Antopoulos is pretty much done for the offseason. We'll discuss that and what the lineup currently looks like. But let's start with the big news from Wednesday, and that is the Eddie Rosario signing. The Braves signed Eddie Rosario for two years and $18 million. He'll make $9 million in 2022 and 2023, so it's spread out evenly over the two years. And there's also a team option for 2024. Now, I did not see where it was reported how much that team option was worth. I didn't see it in the press release, but there is no buyout for that. Again, I don't know how the Braves are getting by with these option years that don't have any buyout, but uh, that's just, again, incredible work there by Alex Antopoulos. So what we know now, two-year deal, $18 million, $9 million each of the next two years. So got Eddie for a couple of seasons now. Now, a lot of you are already familiar with Eddie Rosario, but just go over really quickly the history for him. From 2017 to 2019, he was really good for the Twins. In fact, I wanted the Braves to go get him back then. He was uh, had a 2.6, 3.4, and 1.2 war seasons in those three years. So a really good player in 2017, 2018. Kind of started to take a step back average-wise in 2019. And he was solid in 2020 as well, above average, certainly. In fact, from 2017 to 2020, he had an average WRC plus of 111.5. So certainly well above average there over those four years. Last year, again, as you probably all are familiar with, battled through injuries with the Indians, or sorry, the Guardians now, 
as they are called. Uh, really struggled uh, injury-wise, couldn't stay healthy when he was healthy, wasn't playing very well up to his normal standard. So the Braves traded for him while he was injured and basically gave up the team's mascot for him in Pablo Sandoval. So again, just a great move. Again, everybody knows the story from there. He crushed the cut, crushed it for the Braves in the regular season when he got healthy and carried that into the playoffs where he was super Rosario. Um, his defense, a little shaky at times. He's a bit of an adventure out there in the outfield, um, but you know certainly is serviceable there. We all remember the catch in the World Series where he himself said he just kind of threw out his glove and the ball somehow landed in it. Uh, just an amazing play. I think that's when the name Super Rosario got coined there, but also it was just amazing at the plate for the Braves in that postseason. And just as far, as far as my thoughts on the signing, look, I've been saying all along they needed to get a left-handed bat. You know, for me, it was either Rosario or Michael Conforto. I, I'll be honest, Conforto is at the top of my list because of the high on-base percentage. I mean, Conforto is like a pretty much guaranteed 350 on-base guy, and I think the Braves could use some of that in the lineup. But I think Conforto, one, is going to be more pricier than what the Braves need, and two, Rosario you know, he still fits well as the left-handed bat and got some pop. So I liked it. He was probably my number two option. So still very happy with that. Um, definitely second on my wish list there as far as a big upgrade with a left-handed bat. You know, either one of those two I was going to be happy with. And hearing Alex Antopoulos talk about the signing and the negotiations, it sounded like Rosario really wanted to come back to Atlanta. You know, telling Alex that you know that this was his number one choice to be in Atlanta. I wonder if he even took a little bit less in order to play for Atlanta. I mean, nine million a year is still really good. I thought he would get maybe eleven, twelve million dollars a year, especially coming off the postseason that he had. So it's not like this would be you know a huge hometown discount. But I do tend to think he had other options out there, and I think he really wanted to come back and play for the Braves. In fact, our first kind of hint and mention that he was coming back uh, for, with the Braves, I think he posted on his Instagram that he loved Atlanta, and then the news broke, I think, like 30 minutes after that. So really glad to have him back. Obviously, I want players that want to be here and want to play for this franchise. I think he loved his time here in Atlanta. Why wouldn't you when you win an NLCS MVP and win a World Series? So I think he's a great clubhouse guy, comes with a lot of energy, which fits well on this team. Projections projections have him slashing 265, 310, 460 with 20 to 25 home runs. I wish that on base were a little bit better, but He's going to give you 20 to 25 home runs. Uh, projections have him just above average in terms of WRC plus at around 107. So for that price, I mean, a very, very good deal, a very good player, uh, certainly in Eddie Rosario. Again, left-handed bat. Um, I don't think he couldn't have done much better in terms of what was out there in free agency. So another great signing for Alex Antopoulos. Very excited to have Eddie Rosario back with the Braves. But Alex Antopoulos wasn't done after the Rosario signing. He made two other adept moves to the roster on Wednesday. We'll talk about those next. 
Are you ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go? Mission Possible, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete Tim Tebow, encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a new spark in your life through this new inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Alex Antopoulos, like I said, was not done on Wednesday. He continues to fill out this roster. I had just got done saying after the Rosario signing that next on my wish list was either a left-handed bat for the bench or a veteran starting pitcher. And I had actually just mentioned Corey Dickerson as an option. Turns out I had the wrong Dickerson as he went for Alex Dickerson. Still, same type of concept left-handed bat off the bench which I think was much needed they signed him on a one-year non-guaranteed deal worth a million dollars in five big league seasons he's slashing 260 330 420 with 39 home runs in 326 games last year with the Giants he slashed 233 304 420 with 13 home runs and 283 at bats over his career as a left-handed bat, obviously he has hit righties much better with an 8-10 OPS against Southpaws in his career compared to just 725 against righties. Not terrible uh, against righties there, but has primarily faced, I'm sorry, he has hit has an 8-10 OPS against righties and a 725 OPS against lefties. So again, a platoon type bat, but not terrible against left-handed pitchers either a below average defender in left field so still not an option for center um which you know that's fine the, you know you still needed this left-handed bat off the bench which just would have been great if it's somebody who also could have been an option for center field but that is not the case with alex diggerson but again another great low risk signing here it's a non-guaranteed contract gives you some left-handed pop off the bench which they didn't have before i mean the bench was completely right-handed i talked about it before olsen i mean this was a completely right-handed lineup other than ozzy albies who's a switch hitter so continue to get some left-handed bats here to give snicker some options to play with in the lineup next alex antopoulos still wasn't done i thought he was done i was wrapping up for the day and he signs tyler thornburg uh they signed him to a one-year non-guaranteed deal as well worth nine hundred thousand nine hundred thousand dollars so um again another really good low-key signing here for the braves non-risk low-risk signing 33 year old right-handed pitcher didn't play in 2021 as he was recovering from tommy john's surgery has a 348 and 127 whip in 192 career big league games with 273 strikeouts and 269 and a third innings before surgery, he was throwing a fastball 55% of the time at around 93 to 94 miles per hour. We'll have to see if that velocity comes back or if it takes a little while for that to come back. And then he, he threw that along with a curveball and changeup. So fastball, curveball, changeup repertoire there for Tyler Thornburg. Thorn, Thornburg. I have been recording way too much this week. Um, Another, again, like I said, low-risk signing, and it's a non-guaranteed deal, so you can't really 
go wrong here. Gives you another right-handed option out of the bullpen to go along with Colin McHugh, who was signed on Tuesday. Uh, again, just like how the lineup was very right-handed heavy, the Rays' bullpen was very left-handed heavy. So Alex has made some moves to try to combat that, bringing in a righty in McHugh, bringing in another righty to add depth in Thornburg. So I like both of these moves for depth. I think they're very solid, especially with the budget that Alex had left. I said on Wednesday they probably had about $15 million left to spend after the Olsen extension. You get $4 million on McHugh, $9 million on Rosario, and then pretty much a million each on Dickerson and Thornburg. And there's your $15 million. So I would think there aren't a lot of big moves coming. Alex, you know, said there's not anything imminent, but they're always, you know, looking. But I gotta imagine that his offseason is pretty much complete at this point. I just don't think from what we hear, there's much left in the budget, you know, especially to make a big move. Um, as far as holes that I think are left on this team, it would be nice if Alex could find a veteran starter to help eat some innings. You know, maybe you get somebody like a Julio Tehran that you can get for one or or two million uh, to come in and you know give you some innings, especially again early in the season when starters might be on a an innings limit, or to help just kind of ease some of these young players into the starting rotation. You know, piggyback on a guy like Kyle Wright or, or Tucker Davidson. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for here. I don't think you're going to find, you know, a middle of the rotation arm at this point. I think you're going to be lucky to find a veteran back of the rotation starter, again, like Julio Tehran, somebody like that, that you can get for, you know, $3 million or less uh, to come in and just help eat some innings, give you some quality innings. I would also love for them to get a true center fielder. Perhaps that's Guillermo Heredia's role uh, to kind of be that center fielder off the bench. You know, he did that in the postseason. So perhaps that's what he brings you. I wouldn't mind finding another left-handed bat that also plays center field. That's kind of being a little bit picky. But I think the possibility of getting an everyday center fielder at this point is not likely, again, unless there's a big trade coming. If there are going to be any big moves that come. I think it's going to have to be done via trade. Uh, there may have to be be some money going back in the deal, but I just again I don't see them making any more big money commitments this off season. So I think it's going to be Adam Duvall in center field. And they've already kind of hinted at the fact that Ronald could potentially go back to center field. I don't love that, especially with him coming off the injury. But you know if he feels comfortable doing it, the Braves feel comfortable doing it. Obviously, him in center field. Again, just kind of makes things a lot easier. You can put Duvall back in the corner spot where I think he is a gold glover, obviously, just won one. So that, look, Acuna, we're going to talk about lineup stuff in a minute. Acuna being back just makes things so much easier on Brian Snicker and how he manages things. But I would prefer Acuna playing in right field, take some of that pressure off of him. I think he could win a gold glove in right field. I mean, he could win one in center field too. I mean, he's that athletic, but... Uh, I mean, you're going to have to to go with what you have. And as much as I don't love Adam Duvall as the everyday center fielder, I think those are the options right now. Duvall, some form of Duvall, Heredia, and then Acuna when he is back. But I would love, if possible, you know, to get another center fielder to add to the roster 
right now. Talking about the roster, it does appear to be taking shape. What could the lineup look like on opening day? We'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer at home with access to rockauto.com, or you can do that yourself. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or new car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, please do us a favor and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, lastly, looking at lineup construction here, like I said, I think the roster is pretty much complete at this point. I don't see any other major additions unless Alex is willing to give up more prospects, which he's shown that he's willing to do that now. So perhaps maybe he'll do that, go back to Oakland, you know, get Ramon Lariano, uh, go somewhere and get a center fielder. Again, that's still kind of my dream or get a, a starting pitcher. Uh, you know, a quality starting pitcher. Maybe that happens. I'm kind of thinking that it it doesn't at this point. I think the roster is pretty much set for what it will be to begin the year. Obviously, we know he's a wizard in season and will make additions there as needed. But I wanted to take a look at roster construction, lineup construction, because that's always fun to talk about and how I would put the lineup together and curious to know your thoughts as well. And I'm going to first give you a lineup without Acuna because I'm thinking maybe Acuna won't be back until I think mid-April at the earliest, maybe not even until early May. I know Antopolis said he probably won't play the field until late May, but could be used as a DH before that. I mean, the guy looks ready. He weighs hitting the ball in batting practice. I, I think he's good to go there, but obviously we need to see him run, see him cut, do all of that. But I'm going to give you a lineup without Acuna, and then I'll give you a lineup with Acuna. So without Acuna, I have Dansby Swanson batting leadoff, Matt Olson second, Austin Riley, Eddie Rosario, Ozzie Albies, Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno, and Guillermo Heredia. Now, the first thing that probably stands out with this lineup is Dansby Swanson batting leadoff. And I get it. I don't love it. But without Acuna, there's just really not a great option at leadoff. And I hate to really stack all my lefties up there. You could say against a right-handed pitcher if you wanted to. You could bat Rosario leadoff. But then you're putting your two lefties in the first three spots uh, of the lineup, making you very right-handed heavy at the bottom. Um, but that is certainly an option. You could certainly do that. But... There's just not somebody that really fits the leadoff mold, which, again, the Braves were playing in the postseason with Jorge Soler and Eddie Rosario batting leadoff, not what you would consider your prototypical leadoff hitter. So certainly can get it done. Uh, again, I wouldn't be mad at that. 
against right-handed starters if you wanted to go, you know, Rosario, then maybe Swanson, then Olsen, then Riley, then um, uh, then I don't know where you go from there because, like I said, you're out of lefties, so you go Ozzy, Ozuna, Travis, uh, Duvall, Heredia. So it's not great right now without having Acuna in there just because there's really nobody that fits that, that leadoff category. Again, like I said, you could maybe do Rosario against righties, but you know that on base of, of 310 uh, is certainly not what you would typically see in the leadoff spot. But that's my lineup that I would have right now without Acuna. With Acuna, things go much smoother. You can put Acuna in leadoff spot. You have Matt Olson behind him, Austin Riley. That is a very dangerous one, two, three to have to go through in the first inning. Then I'd probably put Rosario behind him, uh, then Ozzy, then Ozuna, then Duvall, then Travis, then Swanson. You could maybe move Rosario down again for the reasons I said with the other lineup, just to kind of spread out your lefties a little bit. If you wanted to go Riley and then either Ozuna, Rosario, Ozzy, uh, something like that, I think that would be okay as well. Some of you may question why I have Ozzy hitting so far down in the lineup. I just think that's where he's comfortable, and I think that's where you need to leave him. We've tried him at the top of the order plenty of times. I just think he needs to hit in the five or six hole. I think that's where he can thrive. I don't love his at-bats in the one or two hole uh, just because he's going to go up there. He may see one pitch. He may see three pitches. There's very low chance that he's going to see five or six pitches, and I just don't love that from the top of the order. I like to see somebody who can work the counts a little bit, let the guys behind him get a view of the pitchers that the pitcher is throwing. So I just like Ozzy down in the order. Worked out great in game six. We'll see if Snicker sticks with that. So that's why I have him down there, you know, just based on size and everything. Most people would probably want him hitting at the top of the order, but that's not his game. He is not that type of hitter. He is a free swinger. He's going to swing and miss, going to strike out, not high on-base percentage. Would love to see him get that on-base percentage back up to around 330. So that's why I have him hitting kind of down in the order. But again, with Acuna in the lineup and healthy, it just makes things so much easier at the top. Again, that top three of Acuna, Olsen, Riley, uh, that is just a very deadly one through three. And it really doesn't get much easier after that. Everybody in this lineup can go deep in Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Rosario, Ozzy, Ozuna, Duvall, Travis, Swanson, uh, you know, everybody but Travis there could legitimately hit 20-plus home runs this year. And if Travis you know, stayed healthy for a full season, maybe he could get there too. So just a very powerful, potent offense for sure. Still very right-handed heavy past Rosario. Again, like I said, perhaps you move him down in the order a little bit just to mix up all those righties. But, you know, if you – with the lineup I have, after you get through Rosario in the fourth spot or even the fifth spot, you know, it's right-handed the rest of the way. Obviously, Ozzy being a switch hitter, but he's much better from the left-hand or from the right-handed side, and you don't see lefties quite as much. So those are my lineups right now. And again, I think this is the roster that we see going into opening day. So let me know what your preferred lineup is with this roster. And let me know on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves or at ShortstopBall. Or let me know down in the comments on YouTube as well. Would very be very curious to hear how you would put the lineup together 
as the roster stands right now. That'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 